Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can always stream us, too, from the Super Talk Mississippi app and, of course, your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. Don't forget, too, you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. You'll see a cute photo of a lion playing in paint and joining us today tell why this lion is playing around in his arts and crafts is Shelly. She's with the Cedar Hill Animal Sanctuary in Caledonia, Mississippi, and they're up to some good. Hey, Shelly. Hey, Rebecca. How long has it been since you guys joined us here in the studio to share about all the good y'all do with your lions and tigers? I think it has been about three years. That's crazy. It's time flies, but you guys are still up to the same good stuff. Give us, though, a little background if maybe we're not familiar with Cedar Hill. What is it that you guys do on a daily basis with your lions and your tigers and other animals? We are a nonprofit animal sanctuary here in Caledonia, Mississippi. It's a little suburb-type town of Columbus, Mississippi. We've been here since... About 1990, a little before then, and uh, we take in abused, abandoned, and neglected exotic and domestic animals, mainly cats. We have uh, big cats and little cats, uh, dogs and horses and pigs and all kind of good stuff, but uh, for mainly it's we've got exotic big cats. We've got lions. We've got three lions and four tigers and four bobcats and a cougar. And a cougar. And about 100 and- about 150 domestic cats. <laughs> and did they come to you from unfortunate uh, situations where people feel like these would make for great pets, being the exotic ones, come to find out they're a little bit tougher to keep uh, or maybe they shouldn't be kept right. as, as pets? Illegal, and... illegal ownership, things of that sort. Yes, ma'am, that's how they come to us. Yeah, yes, and you all get the opportunity to provide them the, the best life they can in terms of, you know, you guys staying safe and them staying safe. But I love this enrichment activity that started a few years ago, Shelly, where you guys have somehow figured out how to let the let the cats have arts and craft time. And I'm laughing because it's the best thing you've ever seen. I hope they go to supertalktv.com and see the photos that you guys shared. We have it scrolling on our screen for people to see. How did this all come about? Well, you know, sometimes we really have to research and how to keep these animals from getting, you know, bored. They're not in the wild. They are in large enclosures. You know, they're not in small cages. They've got very large enclosures, but sometimes we just have to find ways to heighten their senses and uh, give them something to do. So they researched and found that we use uh, non-toxic paint 
and sometimes we lace those paints with um, essential oils that are safe for cats or different types of food food products and stuff just to get them and uh, bones and things of that type just yeah. to get them to roll around on it. Some cats love it and some don't, but uh, the, the end result is always something quite unique and beautiful. But they, uh, we started a few years ago, and it, it has grown exponentially since then. <laughs> and you guys use this as an opportunity to fundraise for the um, animal sanctuary. So where will the cats, I guess, art pieces be once you guys have them up and for display? The exhibit is actually going to be at the Columbus Arts Council. Um, it's called the, the Rosenwig Arts Center, but it's at the Columbus Arts Council at 501 Main Street in Columbus, Mississippi. And their um, opening reception for our, our gallery would be December 1st, that evening from 530 to 8. And uh, the, the exhibit's going to run for the entire month of December. But um, it's an interactive experience. There's going to be lots of things for the kids to uh, to listen to about exotic animals, lots of things to read. There's interactive exhibits to where, you know, that you'll hear what Tafari is talking about as he's painting his paintings. And uh, it's, it's just for all ages. So do you it's, have it's a, be fun for all ages. one of the cats, have, do you have... Like, have they been the same artists over the years? I guess what I'm saying is maybe does one of the lions or the tigers have its own sort of now collection? It would be prints now. And has it? Imp- have they improved in their art as, as any student would? We are still trying to teach the lions how not to eat their art. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do love to eat the canvases, which it's not going to hurt them at all, you know, um, because of the types of canvases that it is. But, uh, Safari's got himself a pretty impressive collection, but Jala, Jala has emerged as our budding, our budding artist. <laughs> I just, I love everything about this story. I think it's super cute. Do you let the domestic cats at all play with paint? We we have tried. Uh, try is the key word. They don't love for their little paws to get dirty, so they uh, water the canvases on their own way. Well, you, I can, you know, every cat lover listening to good things, Rhino, the producer being one of them, he's got his beloved porch cat, is probably getting tickled because it's a, it's a personality thing with cats. They're either going to love it or they're going to hate it. And just to know that, you know, that you did have few that kind of took to it to me, I think is, it's creative and it's fun and it shines a light on the good work that you guys do there. Are there any other sanctuaries in Mississippi or are you guys the only one for exotic cats? We are the only animal sanctuary in the state of Mississippi for for exotic big cats, yes, ma'am. But a legitimate animal sanctuary that's not, you know, a bad type. (laughs) Right, and it's up to good work that gives these... We had to work to get away from the stigma after, you know, the whole 2020 (laughs) Tiger King thing, you know. But, uh, yes, we are the only one in, in the state of Mississippi. And we're actually one of the only ones in the South that take... FELV and FIV positive domestic cats. Which is also a good thing as well. And I think, what's the day, what's a, a day in the life of you guys there, Shelly, at the Cedar Hill Lion Sanctuary? When y'all wake up, how does, how, well, let's do it this way. What will Thanksgiving look like for the cats? Well, Thanksgiving every year, thanks to a couple really generous donors, every year she makes it a point to send us enough to get turkeys for every single exotic 
big cat that we have here. And uh, we actually get into the smaller cats, like the bobcats or um, one of the older cats that doesn't have many teeth because we do have some that are pretty old. Uh, we get very large chickens. But uh, each day starts out, we have to prep. We prep um, a lot of food for all these animals. And the exotic animals can take in anywhere from 8 to 11 pounds of, of beef and chicken combination per day. Uh, that, that take, it's a pretty tedious process, and we spend anywhere from four to five hours each day just with the feeding and the cleaning of the sanctuary, just the necessary things each day to do before we even get to the stuff in the afternoon, like enrichments and, you know, making sure that the little, the littles get one on one time and the big cats get their enrichment time. But, uh, it's, we, it's very hectic, but it's very rewarding, and, and it's a thankless job for sure. But they, they love their turkeys. I bet they do. It's saying they're, you know, they're more like us than we probably uh, give it credit for. And it's definitely a labor of love, what you guys do there. You mentioned that maybe you'll be posting something fun on your Facebook feed coming up. And then will you also be posting there whenever the December 1st um, event happens? Oh, yes, ma'am. Follow us on, we have a Facebook page at Cedar Hill Animal Sanctuary. We have Instagram, Cedar Hill Animal Sanctuary as well. Uh, we, we post three to four times a day because we are closed to the public. Hush, hush. Because we're closed to the public, we, we make sure to share everything we can so people can see what we do. We are 100% donation funded. So we are run solely because of the good people that send us their donations i love so, that is that a dog trying to ask for help with all the living with all the cats that is my our office dog expecting <laughs> her after feet because uh she knows if i'm in my office then it's the treat bag comes out <laughs> i love that i love that you have animals of all kinds there and that you have dogs that get along with the cats and the big ones and the small ones and the in-between ones and i think you guys um deserve all the positive press for the good work you actually do at cedar hill uh, lion sanctuary and yes you are not connected in any way with the unfortunate um i guess media coverage that came with that no and you so we're wishing you the best i can't wait to see all of the art you'll have to follow up with this and let us know how your little artists keep going and we're wishing them a happy thanksgiving thank you so much and maybe we'll come see you soon yes i would love that come visit Uh, all right have a good one thanks rebecca all right have a good one I hope you took the time to come to Super Talk TV and see the the different photos. If not, go to Cedar Hill Lion Sanctuary's Facebook page and watch the photos. And it's just make you smile, right? Everybody loves to be creative and expressive, even the big cats. And then for just a second, think what it's like for the first time to have paint on your paws and try to figure the whole thing out. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, we're going to turn our attention to what's happening downtown coming up next here on Good Things. Don't worry, don't worry, don't do it. Be happy. Put a smile on your face. Don't bring everybody down like this. Don't worry. It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry, be happy. I'm not worried. I'm happy. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Good Things 
with Rebecca Turner. Something big's happening downtown. Good things are going on. So many good things happening on main streets and downtowns across the Magnolia State. And today we're highlighting what's happening downtown this weekend, brought to you by the Mississippi Main Street Association. Don't forget, you can always go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar to get more information on upcoming events. And it's a big weekend for our downtowns and main streets across Mississippi because it is Shop Small Weekend. And Kim Hopkins, the executive director of Vicksburg Main Street Association, is taking advantage of that, of having their open house also this weekend weekend so welcome kim hi thank you i'm happy to happy early thanksgiving although with you gearing up for an open house and shop small coming to vicksburg i bet you're still busy as a bee right now oh definitely most definitely we're um putting the finished touches on decorations and getting ready for shop small and our open house and also our annual tree lighting Oh, so, so we have been very busy. You have been very busy. So a lot of good stuff going on in Vicksburg this upcoming weekend. Tell us a little bit, though, about your open house and all the activities that will be going on. We will have, um, of course, our merchants will have all kind of specials running and um, tasty foods. And we'll also have Santa downtown visiting. And we'll have um, the Fort Force train downtown for kids to come down and ride up and down the um, street. So it's a great day to come down. We give out poinsettias to the first 100 shoppers that spend $25 or more. And so we'll be giving out poinsettias, Main Street will, and also some bags with those poinsettias. Wow, that's pretty generous, Kim. Where do your your poinsettias come from? They come from a local store here in Vicksburg, the Flower Center. And so we do buy them local. And... um, and they're really pretty. They're nice size and everything. So they're y'all know how they, to get they're folks. wrapped in paper, so it's easy to take home with you and everything. Y'all know how to get folks in downtown Vicksburg to start shopping. Everybody wants uh, to have the opportunity of bringing home a poinsettia. I think that's that's wonderful, and it's also kind. And how cool is it too that then, if that's sitting in your home, you kind of have a, a conversational piece to go along, sort of with it. But let's talk too about the shop small weekend. How important is it that if you're out? I know so many people will start hitting the pavement come Friday, trying to get their Christmas list um, taken care of early as they could or should um, to shop those local uh, places to go into their main streets or go to their downtown. It's very important to support your local um, shops downtown, mom-and-pop shops. You know, all of our stores downtown are locally owned, and, you know, Christmas time is really when they make most of their, um, do most of their business. So it's very, very important on Small Business Saturday to come down and support all of your local shops, and it helps support the community and your kids, you know, with the ball ball teams, everything. It's just so important. Well, where can uh, we, we keep we up? We can encourage you where, to come down. Yeah, where can we keep up with everything that's going on in downtown Vicksburg? I mean, I know you guys have a wealth of events and things that go on all year. I know this is probably just the tip of the iceberg as we move into the holiday season for you guys. Um, and what else will be going on? Is there somewhere we can go and see? It is. You can go to our website, downtownvicksburg.org, or visit Vicksburg um, website. And we also, let me just mention this, we yeah, also please. have the KCS Holiday Express train happening on November 26th, Saturday. So on top of Shop Small, we also have the train coming in, 
and um, it's the Holiday Express, KCS, Holiday Express, and it will be here at 4 p.m. So that's a great time to come down and shop and have lunch and um, then bring the kids and let them see the train. If we're not familiar with the train, Kim, explain it to us. Is it a small train? Is it a big a big train? Can they get on the train? Does the train move? What Tell us about the train. A, it is a huge train. It's a regular, <laughs> you know, KCS train. But they have six um, car trains that will be um, decorated for Christmas. And Santa Claus will be there. It's a, um, they can go inside of the train and look at all the Christmas um, decorations. It's completely... Um, decorated for Christmas. It offers a visual display inside and out for the young and old, you know, like. Oh, I think that'll be a lot of fun. And it's free. And, you know, any donations or they, um, the donations go to the Salvation Army, and then they base it on your crowd size. So um, we always have a huge crowd, too. Oh, and and, but they do give money to the Salvation Army for it. And you said that's coming to Vicksburg when? That's Saturday, November 26th at 4 p.m. And I do suggest everybody get here early for that because um, the lines will, you know, be long lining up. So we used to have a huge crowd for that, like anywhere from 6,000 or more. But if you that. wait that late to come to downtown, you're not going to get a poinsettia, right? They'll That's be going. Right. <laughs> right. So come early, shop small, or, and have lunch, and then go, come get in line for the KCS Holiday Express. Well, it right. sounds like there's so many good things going on there in Vicksburg. Kim, I appreciate your time. Happy early Thanksgiving to you and yours, and we'll see you this you weekend. Say. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. All righty. That's one thing that's going on there in Vicksburg. I know Canton is also utilizing the Shop Small Weekend for their open house events as well. Many of your downtowns may have already had their open house events, as we've shared about over the last couple weeks here on Good Things. But that doesn't mean that you can't still shop small this upcoming week. For every dollar spent at a locally owned business, about 70 cents stays local. So that's kind of a good return on your investment. And I guess the big push, or at least the big um, media push, is November 20. 25th through the 29th and is a weekend to celebrate everything you love about shopping small and local so you can also do it online as well as in person i think sometimes we get wrapped up in this idea that shopping small only means going to the brick and mortar that's not always the case many of your favorite shops that are on your main streets or in your downtowns they also have online um, options and so if they are running these deals or these specials this upcoming weekend you can take advantage of that by getting gift certificates or shopping online or doing it you know however makes sense to make sense to you i know that i think it's november the 25th that would be friday it is plaid friday so there's a big push social media push with a hashtag and everything where a lot of folks will be out wearing their plaid i'm wearing my plaid a little bit today right is this considered plaid or flannel i'm not sure i'm not up to the fashion but i think that'd be called plaid plaid and flannel i'm a day or two days early right i thought Uh, flannel was a fabric and plaid was a design you know i didn't get a degree in that (laughs) fashion is definitely not an area of expertise um and then don't forget to you've got coming up quick is giving tuesday which will be uh, next tuesday we'll definitely be talking about that but going back a little bit too you'll have cyber monday and many of your main streets e-commerce will be offering um opportunities for you to get good deals and steals november the 27th that's sunday that's artist sunday support local artists so don't forget too when you can buy those um, handcrafted 
gifted uh, pictures or ornaments or knickknacks and all the things. They really just do make more personal gifts. My favorite story to tell, and I may have already shared it here, is one of my favorite gifts that I got from a friend. I, I don't know if it came from, actually, I think it came from a farmer's market. So that's not really Main Street, but but it was an old gentleman who makes wooden spoons by hand and it's the type of wooden spoon that you probably wouldn't actually use now because it's too nice of a spoon to use it's definitely a display item so i display it and it's got like the little mississippi burned or soldered or whatever the right word is um stamped um into the spoon part and it sits in my container by my stove that's got all my other spatulas and spoons and things that I actually use for cooking and I see it every single day every day in my nice little container is that one little spoon that's got a little extra spark or spunk and I think about the nice friend who purchased it for me now I don't necessarily know the artist who who did it by hand um, but I know that there's a story there and so don't overlook the spoons when you're thinking about what to purchase that person that probably has it has it all and also don't forget to overlook your um your downtowns we hope we encourage you big time to to shop local and think um, outside of the box when you're thinking about uh, things to get your family and yeah you can always go to to msmainstreet.com slash calendar to get more information on upcoming events maybe your downtown hadn't had their main street event yet i'm sure or their open house event yet that's probably coming up quick like in a hurry as we get into the holiday season. And then to all of the downtown lightings of the Christmas tree and all of those events, make sure you take time and take your family out to those. Man, all the Christmas parades that will be happening coming up in a week or two is also a good time and a good way to get connected to your community and get to know and see your downtown from a different perspective. We get to do the Christmas parade now. i got a connection. Rhino and the girls love throwing the candy. It's so much fun. It's like a little child. You're like, yes, here's I feel like Santa. Here's all the sugary things for you. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. All right, stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. To get started today, positive and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Some nights I stay up casting in my path. Some nights I call it a draw. 
Don't forget, you can watch Good Things with your own computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. We're heading up to Cleveland coming next week. You got Middays with Jared Gibbert and myself with Good Things. We will be live Wednesday, alive and they're live Wednesday, November the 30th in downtown Cleveland, celebrating their beautiful display of 50 Nights of Lights. We're over a million lights transform Cleveland into a winter wonderland this holiday season. So now through January 1st, as you can view the lights by walking down the trail or by driving, it's free. So if you're looking for something to do after you eat that turkey and you just want to get out of the house, take a drive to Cleveland and just see all of the beautiful uh, lights. And then don't forget AARP during National Family Caregivers Month. Be sure to visit aarp.org slash ms or the AARP Mississippi Facebook page to find out more information and resources to help you on your caregiving journey. Now, many of you are on a journey this week. It's one of the busiest traveling days or weeks out of the year, as everyone's saying. So many of you are taking to the road or you've got folks on the road sort of coming in. So I thought it would be fun to find out who is traveling the furthest for Thanksgiving and or who has someone coming the furthest, furthest, English is hard, too. Math is hard. English is hard. Who, I think in that sense, furthest actually works. <laughs> Does furthest actually work <laughs> uh, to their house? So I want to know, and it doesn't matter either way, who's traveling more miles to get to you or are you getting to someone else uh, this Thanksgiving? Let us know, 601-879-4395. We never, I never traveled for the holidays at all until meeting my husband and then going from central Mississippi up to Clark County, Meridian sort of area for splitting holidays in the beginning. We were always the house where all the family from the Delta or the Pine Belt and everybody in between came to my parents' house. So I've always been the hub in the hub home for the holidays. So I don't know what it's like to get up, gear up and go for a road trip. Uh, we just never had family that lived like that or lived somewhere for us to go visit. How about you, Rano? No, we were always the the happening spot for Thanksgiving. So all the family came in, came in to you. Yeah, that's nice. It has its pros and its cons. You don't have to get up and travel. You can watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. But then you have all these folks that are coming into your space. It's not your space again until all those folks leave from your space. You can't just tap out and say, all right, see y'all next year. It's like... <laughs> Shoving them out the door every bit, a little bit. Ray in Long Beach says, not me, but a co-worker is flying to New York City. That's a pretty long distance for Thanksgiving. So let's see. I don't know the miles for that, but it feels long. We'll see if anyone can beat that, either coming or going for Thanksgiving. Now, that means he has to go through, I guess, check uh, TSA and oh, all yeah. the sort of checking there. If you haven't seen this yet, it's funny. It's also sad. It's a mixture of emotions when you see the headline. But imagine yourself being the TSA worker who probably has been trained to identify certain things as luggage comes through the conveyor belt, right? They're looking for weapons and bombs and drugs. and Yeah, you're looking for metallic cylinders and wires and that kind of stuff. And, you know, the, the type of things you you – Catch yourself becoming numb to personal items or whatever it may be, because at this point, you've, you've seen it all. Seen it all. <laughs> you've seen it all, and you're probably you can't connect that bag really to anyone anyone face, and you're not worried about it until one comes across and you recognize that 
well, that looks like a cat. <laughs> it shouldn't be funny because it's a true story that security staff at the New York's John F. Kennedy International Airport noticed something unusual in the x-ray of a traveler's bag. It was a stowaway cat. And when there's pictures and when they went to open said bag, cat jumped out. Well, yeah. <laughs> It didn't want to be on that trip to begin with if it was a stowaway. It was just the you you did the laundry before you left town and you folded it neatly, but it was nice and warm and in the suitcase and then cat jumped in, you close it up, zip it up, didn't notice it and now the cat's on an adventure that it can't see or do anything about. So are you team? There's a lot of different um the bag owner said the cat belongs to another member of his family. The man was able to rebook another flight for the next day so he could take the cat home. Are you team the cat just accidentally got in there? Or, are or you, a kid put it in there. Or a kid put it in there. Or, so you're not team that the cat owner person was trying to get out of having to pay cat fees for or going through all the... There's Gosh, two I camps. hope not. <laughs> there's two camps. Because, I mean, if, if you care at all about that cat, just think about anything else that you've put in luggage that you've put on a plane and what happens to that luggage. You T- wouldn't want your, your beloved cat going through that inside the luggage. TSA agents told Delta Airlines about the discovery, and the airline was able to locate the owner. Well, there's a Christmas miracle of the bag who was preparing to fly to Orlando. And so... I don't know if there's not really... Mr. So-and-so, please report to the front desk. If you have a cat in your bag, if you have a cat in your bag, we have your bag and we need you to come and get it. Again, if you put a cat in your bag, <laughs> please do not board the flight. You know, the awkward walk of shame where everybody's looking at you. How dare you? <laughs> oh, I feel bad for the cat. I'm glad the cat was figured out as you can imagine the internet has went wild with it and we're going to go with team it was a complete accident i think the whole thing with it is how do you zip up your um suitcase and not recognize that there's a cat in there i think that's the argument I mean, if it's asleep and you're in a hurry it could happen i'm not i could see more of a duffel bag but the way it looks it looks like that old school flap over your granny style suitcase a duffel bag absolutely you could climb in it could be at the bottom you just zip it up you go it's a whole thing or maybe it's one of those what are they called there there's a a whole offshoot breed of cats that they literally do nothing but just lay there and when you go to pick them up they just go limp it's a whole breed i don't remember the name of them gotcha maybe it's that this was an orange cat though i don't know but I think happy if there's regardless the cat's good they got it back to the owner all things fine there's a story to be told and someone mentioned my cat got into the dryer once that sounds terrible I don't think bad baggage compartments are pressurized are they that's why it costs extra to fly with an animal because they have special areas for them glad they found the cat yes you you push the cat down that's how you get it to zip see Mike from Grand Bay is there's a whole there's a big debate online on how the cat actually got zipped into the luggage and made it onto the thing. But either way, it's a great story. It's funny because the cat's okay, and it will be reunited with its original owner. 
It just reminds me of the guy I knew in college that was convinced that with the right preparations, he could put himself in a box and ship himself to Hawaii. And it would be cheaper than buying a plane ticket. He never did it, thankfully, but he was convinced it was possible. Did he watch a lot of like Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, all of those type of movies that convince you that these things can actually be done? I would pay money to see someone try it, though. I mean, if you... Unless they want to poke the bear and see what's in there. But all you need, I think, to like ship animals is it has to have air for them to breathe. Right. It's broken down according to law by animals, if it's international or cross state lines. Like, I want to say it's either tarantulas or scorpions, or it may be both of them, that if you're shipping those, they have to be in a box with air holes clearly labeled and that box has to be inside another box with air holes clearly labeled scorpions right but if you're going to ship a bear would you look in there or would you just have a big box that says bear and holes for it to breathe i don't even know if you could ship a bear (laughs) i think there's i mean that's a specialty shipment that's got to be drop shipped with special handlers (laughs) I'm just figuring out a way that you just sort of go undisguised across country. See, I would hide the fact that there's something living in there. And this is, I say I would. This is coming from all of his research with air quotes, his research on shipping himself. He talked about how it would be best to do it in a box like a a washer dryer or a refrigerator. So you had room to maneuver. Correct. And they wouldn't really be looking to inspect it because it's just a home appliance the whole thing though is somebody has to be there to receive you or you're not really going to enjoy hawaii very much just sitting on a loading dock and lost and found (laughs) would be a terrible way and then they turn around and slap return Return to sender sender. (laughs) and then you make it all the way you finally get tired of waiting and bust out and you're just sitting in front of your house ah i didn't even leave what was all that commotion be terrible. You know TSA agents, they have they have stories to tell. I'm sure your friend wouldn't have been the first to try it. There had to be somebody that tried to shipping themselves. Oh, yeah, there was one point in time you could just put a, enough postage on a kid and put them on a train, they would go. That's awesome. I think they frown upon that now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Darn. All right, stick with us. we got more for you up next. Just to stay away And now they're outside ready to buzz It looks like you might be one of us Rebecca Turner She's smart and pretty Good Things with Rebecca Turner Continues on Super Talk Mississippi Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can also get good things on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. But maybe tomorrow you're going to get up and you're going to turn on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Derek and Greenwood let us know that the MAIS All-Star Dancers and Cheer may be participating in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. 
He knows the dancers are, and they have one from Pillow Academy, Go Caitlin Thomas, that is in New York City ready for the parade. And I thank you for letting us know uh, that, Derek. And if you know of any others that it's going to be out there at the parade representing Mississippi, let us know. I hadn't seen any uh, headlines on that, so I'd love to be able to share that for families to be able to acknowledge and notice tomorrow if that's part of their tradition. Earlier I was asking who was traveling the furthest. Ray in Long Beach said it's 1,300 miles from Mississippi to New York, so that's pretty far to go for Thanksgiving holiday. And then someone heading to East Alabama from Lafayette County to meet some new family members. All right. Well, I hope you have a great and wonderful Thanksgiving as well. And if you were traveling further than that, then let us know. We'd love to know where you're headed out for your Thanksgiving holiday. So going back, though, to the shipping yourself, I appreciate Larry and Jackson said, oh, I'm just taking my bear on vacation with me. I think that's a logical explanation for you to be able to put a put a bear under underneath. I mean, obviously, they wouldn't go and stow away. You would have to actually check that luggage. But I love Google because it collects all the dumb things that people also ask. So I Googled, has anyone ever shipped themselves? <laughs> Got to be careful with how you say that. Apparently, there was one that kind of made um, history. His name was Henry. He's known as Henry Box uh, Brown. He escaped Virginia in 1849 as a slave, and he mailed himself to Pennsylvania, where there he was able to be a free man. I think he kind of broke the mold, though, for it after. People kind of got on to that. But there are other things people ask. What happens if I ship myself? <laughs> With a P. With a P. And I'm just thinking someone sitting at home desperately wanting to get somewhere other than there, and they Google. And how many have to do this for it to be in? While looking at a postcard taped to their monitor of a sandy beach with blue, yeah. Google, what happens if I ship myself? And it comes up, it's illegal, so don't even try it. U.S. Mail, (laughs) FedEx, UPS, Human Mail, they uh, neither do any smaller regional carriers, although you can ship someone's organs if they're a donor, and that's for another, another conversation. And it feels like there's a lot of things you can't ship, obviously, Liquid mercury, fireworks, ammunition, strike anywhere matches, explosives or flammable devices, and yourself. So, But just a little over 100 years ago, in the way back time of 1913, mm-hmm. when the United States Postal Service first started their parcel delivery system, a couple in Ohio decided, you know what, we need to get our baby from here to grandma's house about a mile down the street can you help us let's just put some stamps on her and hand her off to the mailman because isn't this how this works and apparently there are at least seven examples of families shipping their children with postage and sometimes insured via the mail at least you have a family that will insure you oh yeah the first baby the little toddler boy that was sent was insured for the grand whopping total of $50. So if they lose them, they you, owe get the 50 fam- bucks. you get 50 bucks back. That shouldn't be funny. But it's still a little funny. It's still a little funny. It is. But in fairness, it was new technology, a new system. You weren't really sure. And it's also a time work. where the communities were a lot smaller and you probably knew your mail carrier a lot better than you do now. Which is why that mail carrier should have said, Jane? You've lost your mind. It's a mile that way. Just start walking. <laughs> put her on a 
mule and send her that way. She'll be there by dinner. (laughs) Oh, the things that the general public find to be appropriate or... Apparently, they put the kibosh on it after only about a year, according to Postal Service records. That is why you have stupid warning signs, like on your hair dryer, do not use in bathtub. There's always somebody who tried it first, and then we thought we all knew that, just in case, let's let you know that your children are not... Right for the postal service. According to the first assistant postmaster, General John C. Coons, in June of 1920, quote, we reject the application to male children because they are not classified as harmless live animals. (laughs) No truer words have ever been spoken. Put them in the cage with a bear. No, don't do that. Don't harm your children. Not on Thanksgiving. Get through, get through Thanksgiving first. All right. The conversation never ends over on the Good Things Facebook group. We would love to have you there. Thanks for hanging out with us today. It was a lot of fun. You got a lot of football talk coming up next, I do believe, with sports talk from 3 to 6. But Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, hope you all have a happy Thanksgiving. And make sure you take time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.